0: Hello and welcome to the DC Night Kingdom podcast. We are live again on YouTube and over on that side, and I got it right first time, get in there, is uh, Griffin Yao, who we're going to get to know a little bit more about. So firstly, welcome to the show. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So as we just spoke briefly beforehand, it's a bit, <laughs> a bit mental with the weather out there today. Yes, this morning
1: was oof, this morning was complete heavy downpour. Actually, you can see behind me; it's pretty nice right now. Yeah. It's pretty sunny, but this morning, oh my goodness, yeah, I I could not step outside. Thunder, lightning, it was tons of rain. I'm surprised we got it in,
0: but yeah, like I said, it's, good session. It's been like that over here as well. We've had thunderstorms. It's just been really crazy. So I'm glad that we've had the thunderstorms <laughs> because the temperature has dropped massively. Yeah. So it's been hot go, there before yeah so we've been having uh it would have been around 35 36 degrees celsius uh just i think it's about 94 yeah that's, that's yeah it's it's been a bit <clears throat> less yeah. that way. yeah
1: for sure it's been a super hot summer here
0: definitely <laughs> yeah right so as you know you're here to for us as fans to get to know you um For the fans out there, if you're watching and live, if you've got any questions, hit them up in the chat. Don't forget to subscribe as well. Um, That will be absolutely awesome. But if you've got any questions for Griffin, hit them up. We'll get them asked on the show today. Um, So like I did last week with Julian, my first question for you is, when were you born? I was born September 25th,
1: 2002.
0: You're this millennium. Yes. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, I said it before to Kevin when he was on the show a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel so old. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, Kevin's in '03, so he's yeah, he's even <laughs> he's even younger than you, and that's oh oh, definitely feel old. Um, so, how long? I know you're very young, but how long have you been a professional soccer player for now? A professional soccer player. I have. It's probably
1: approaching. I would say it's approaching two years. I'd say maybe a year and a half. Yeah. Maybe a year and a half, if not a little bit less. And I would course. say. I think I decide, I signed around uh, December of maybe 2018. It was. Yeah. It sounds about right.
0: It does sound about right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and your first team that you played for was Loudoun United, wasn't it? You didn't, was that is that right? Am I getting that wrong? And you played in a family for DC? Yes. Yes.
1: No, you're getting that right. For sure. I played the first game. The first game I played professionally was yeah. Memphis 901 with Loudoun.
0: Yeah. And that was, that was a bit of a good game for you, if I remember.
1: Yes. It was a it was a great game. I <laughs> was able to make my uh, first goal professional goal that game
0: as well. So not a bad way to make your debut, right? Definitely.
1: Can you remember how that goal went? Uh, I I cannot oh, I do recall. It was Kyle Murphy who's now playing for Tampa Bay Rowdies. He used to be on Loud and he's uh he was playing number nine at the time, hit it to me out wide, and I just took a touch inside and I was aiming, I was definitely aiming for the back post. Took a nice little deflection right over the keeper and just sailed in.
0: Nice. Can't argue with
1: either way. Exactly. Then, goal is a goal. The
0: net. <laughs> um, so your first pro contract was a DC United homegrown contract, wasn't it? Correct. Yeah. Um, so you're young, but have you always dreamt of playing for DC United? <laughs> Um,
1: you know, I mean, the honest, the honest truth, I didn't really, you know, always have just a dream of just playing for DC United. I was just dreaming of being a professional soccer player, to be honest. And yeah. as I think I approached the, the goal a little bit more. So as I was coming up in the academy, DC United's academy, I think that kind of shifted my mentality a little bit because that became more of, you know, uh, a practical dream in my eyes, you know, more, more, more or less than, you know, Barcelona or like Chelsea, one of the, one of the big, big clubs that I was dreaming about when I was a little kid.
0: <laughs> that would, that would be something else, wouldn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Um. So in your short, short time at, uh, whether it's the DC United first team or through the academy, what has made the club special to you so far?
1: I think, I mean, what you just said right there, you can see, how many, you know, homegrowns we have, how many Bill Hamid, who is, you know, a freaking star in my opinion is absolute world-class is, you know, a homegrown. We've got, you know, so many that have come through, you know, you've got me, Moses and Kevin right now. And, you know, Chris Durkin, who just, uh, he's doing super well. I've talked to him recently and, you know, it's all just super positive products coming from DC United. So it's just being able to bring, you know, integrate the academy into the first team is just, you know, not many teams can do that. I think DC does a really good job.
0: And I think it's good to see the fact that even if the players aren't making their way through the DC United team, that they're going abroad as well. As exactly, yeah. Chris Durkin, who's yeah. in Belgium at the moment. Super, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we've had Andy Neha who made his way over to Anderlecht. I know he's Correct. back over here with LAFC. Yeah. The fact that he's had the opportunity to play Champions League. Exactly, exactly, yeah. That's what you've got to think about, isn't it? For sure. So, your squad number is 22, isn't it? Correct. Did you choose it? I did. Why did you choose number 22?
1: At the beginning, it was because uh, three players. Pulisic, obviously, on Dortmund was 22. Uh, Willian, I really liked on Chelsea 22 yeah. at the time. Yeah. He's now, he was, I th- well, he's gone off Chelsea now, Yeah. but, uh, he was number 10. But before that he was 22, obviously. And, uh, who is Isco on Real Madrid is, uh, I'm not sure. I don't think he still is, but he was 22. So those three were definitely, I mean, it was the best number.
0: Nice. So something that you, those
1: players <clears> were <you> aspire <throat> to. Get to that yeah, definitely. Point. I think I think each of them has you know uh, a quality that I that I you know really really like. So I think that was part of it for sure.
0: So here's a question for you: Apart from those three players you've just mentioned, if you could play alongside any player from the past or the present, who would it be and why?
1: Ooh, I think. I think it would definitely be from the past because the present players, you know, I still have a a pretty good chance of, or not pretty good, but I still have a chance of, you know, playing with them. So that's always got to be, got to be the goal. So I think it would be, I think it would be Ronaldinho, to be honest, just because, I mean, he's been, he's been a dream to watch since I was a little kid. So.
0: Yeah. He, the skills he does. I actually watched that. a video of him earlier today um there was something i think it was on twitter someone tweeted out um about neymar's performance against atlanta yeah. last night okay and then they compared it to ronaldinho against um real Madrid, at yeah the Bernabeu, and some of the things that ronaldinho was doing the the tricks
1: insane
0: the yeah touches it's just <laughs> stunning yeah yeah i it'd be amazing if we get more players like that exactly yeah he's one of a kind isn't he mm-hmm. one of a kind so again going with players from the past or present if you had to pick a six a side team I don't know whether you actually guys yeah. over there play six a side um,
1: yeah we do we do I mean we do play six a side uh, yeah honestly we do in training we do the big goals and we do the small goals so nice so, yeah. who would be in your team then? <clears throat> I think, ooh, are we counting six aside? Are we counting a goalie? Of course, yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. I, that's what I assume. Yeah. So. <laughs> of course we are. That's what I assume. <laughs> I am going to, in goal, are we doing all time or at this moment? Let's go all time. Okay. I think even, even all time, I think I'd go with O-block right now.
2: Yeah.
1: In goal, uh, across the back I would have I think I'd play with two center two center backs like that. Yeah. Then I'd have two wingers and then just one one holds like that. So I'd have the two center backs be I think I would have to go with Puyol and I'll go with Ramos just because I like that combo. Yeah. And then I'll go outside backs. Uh, I'll go Alfonso Davies. I like that guy. He's freaking, he's too speed. good right now. He's too good. The speed. <laughs> and he then, just exactly, exactly. And then on the left side, I'll go with, uh, go with Mbappe. Just outpace the, outpace the wings. Okay. okay. And then as the number nine, I'll go with Messi just because you can't leave him out of
0: the squad. Yeah, I mean, you, you <laughs> just give it the ball, he'll just dance around everyone and just pop it in the back exactly, of the net. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so for you, what has been the greatest goal or the greatest assist that you've actually been a part of so far in your, albeit, short career so far? I think it would be...
1: Oh, I think it would probably be... My goal against uh, Brazil. My goal against Brazil when we were playing uh, in England when I was playing for the US U17s. Yeah, we were playing in Manchester against Brazil, and it, we were down. Uh, we were down two nil. Right. And they had they had the guy that scored their goals is now playing. I don't know if you know him, uh, Rainier Jesus. Yes. he plays for Real. Yeah, yeah. he was. He scored he scored an insane goal, I remember, to put them up 2-0 right before half. And I was like, oof, like we need one before half. Yeah. And so a ball got played in to my chest and I just took it down. There was a guy on my back. I quickly turned him and took a touch out of my feet. And yeah. it was it was a pretty far way out. And I was just feeling a little bit ambitious, to be honest. And I just <laughs> had a hit and it was I kind of just missed misfooted the goalie. He thought I was going this way and it might have, I don't know if it swerved or not, but it yeah. just uh, went right into the left upper corner and it was perfect. Nice. I'd, I'd to, say that one. We're
0: going to have to have a look at that and see if I can find it. I'll uh, share it out. With I
1: think I watch think watch. it is on YouTube. Yeah. Is I think it? it's
0: on YouTube somewhere. Nice. So I remember um, Kevin was talking about um, his greatest goal that he scored, which was uh, again in the US youth team to yeah. Holland. Just um, okay. the Netherlands, and there were three one down, and it was the 90th or the 91st minute, and the ball. Came oh, I remember out, that. Through two two nutmegs, and I was yeah. Like, I've got to see this.
1: Okay. I remember that. I remember that. That game was insane. They ended up coming back, right?
0: I yeah, three, they finished uh, three all.
1: Yeah, I remember that, that. I watched that game. That was insane.
0: I think the foot fu- the actual full match is on youtube so yeah it is see that that's
1: yeah i don't know why they taped they taped the uh, the the uh i don't want to say O threes, the u15 yeah uh national team games but or no i think it was u16 u16 national team games but for some reason like the 17s all of our games and like the nike friendlies and that same complex we just never got our games filmed that's really weird it was weird yeah we played Portugal we played Turkey we played Brazil too just wow no film that's really bizarre it was
0: yeah it's not out anywhere (laughs) there you go Um, so obviously that was your 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 best best goal that you've been a part of what has been the best overall game that you've been a part of then
1: ooh the best game that I've been oh definitely the Open Cup win against philly yeah uh when in the rain wayne had a we came back right at the last minute we were down 1-0 um who scored oh uh mccann scored the first goal off a header i subbed in pretty late into the game and we were down 1-0 and mccann yeah it did mccann mccann got a header and then wayne uh wayne finished the pen and it was just
0: ooh, it was too sweet yeah so so i think i remember chris sites playing in golf for that game as well
1: yeah i don't I know why i remember did. that. i believe bit. he did
0: <clears throat> i believe he did so obviously you've talked about growing up and the team the teams and the w- what you wanted to do it's always been something you wants to was being a pro soccer player
1: yeah Definitely. I mean, my goal from, you know, as long as I can remember has been, you know, just to to be a professional soccer player. I mean, I was, I go back and look at some of like my, uh, like my work that I did in like kindergarten and like, uh, like the younger, the younger grades where it says, you know, like super easy worksheets where it just says your name and then like what you want to be when you grow up. And always for that answer, it says the same thing. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> yeah. So I just...
0: That's that's all I can really remember, to be honest. <laughs> so, obviously, you're still a teenager. Um, yeah, I'm satisfied. Right, you are still a teenager. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have you found growing up that soccer is becoming bigger in the states? Because I know it's not the the biggest sport over there.
1: Yeah, I think. I mean, a hundred percent. It's becoming much, much bigger in the states. I mean, I think that's, that's your answer right there. It used to, yeah. it used to be very, very small. Like I talked to my mom because she played, uh, she played at NC state and she said back when she was playing, it was like, it was nothing. It was like, mm-hmm. it was, you know, not even, not even a real sport back then. But then now she said it's, it's grown into something that's like, you know, massive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And- what is there a particular reason you could put that down to? Is it the fact that you've got? I think MLS it's play. just <clears throat> yeah, the MLS growing a hundred percent, and I think
1: I think just you know more and more people having a love for the game. You know what I mean? More and more yeah. people, you know, watching it overseas, watching the the Europeans play, and just more and more people having dreams and just spreads.
0: Absolutely. So. Outside of football, or soccer, I should say. Sorry. I keep forgetting that I'm not an American <laughs> thing. I've got to say soccer. Um, what hobbies do you have? What do you do in your spare time? Um,
1: I like to play, I like to play a lot of video games, to be <laughs> honest. I like to play a lot of video games, uh, <clears throat> mostly and FIFA. You? And I also like to I like to watch a ton of soccer. That yeah. takes up a lot of my time, whether that's you know, just videos on YouTube. Of you know, individual players or just full on games, you know what I mean? Like reruns yeah. or live
0: games, either one, just whatever's on. Fed. Right, so FIFA wise, Kevin thinks he's the best. Is he? I can't
1: argue. I can't. <laughs> no one can argue. No one can argue on the team. And if they are, they're lying to you. <laughs> he has beaten everyone on the team. I, I have no idea how he's so
0: good. Flip a neck. Now, I've challenged He's- him to a game because back in the day, I used to be number two in the UK. Really? So, yeah. I mean, it's gone back a few years. Yeah. It that way. It was back in yeah. FIFA 2006. <laughs> but I was number two in the UK at one point, so... That's pretty good. I've, I've, I've challenged him. I haven't got FIFA... I, 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 FIFA I'm going to have to see that. I'm going to have to see that. And then we'll have to stream it on, on Twitch, aren't we? Definitely. Yeah. So... Do you keep in with the theme of non-soccer related stuff? Do you cook at all? Uh,
1: I, I try to cook from time to time, to yeah. be honest. And uh, when I hang out, when I hang out with my girlfriend, my girlfriend likes to cook a ton. Okay. So I, she usually makes me, you know, cook with her. And so it just, just kind of escalates from there. So I've been doing a little bit of cooking in my free time, but mostly,
0: mostly I do it with her nice and when you cook what what's your favorite thing to cook oh desserts for sure yeah for sure for
1: sure yeah that's not an easy thing to do it's not it's not but it's definitely the
0: most satisfying at the end for sure yeah. what kind of is there any particular type of dessert you cook or you've one that you you know you can nail every time
1: <sighs> chocolate cake honestly it's just a, it's just too simple <laughs> too easy i get it right every time it's perfect
0: nice do you add anything extra to it or did you go simplicity
1: chocolate top. cake a little bit of oreo
0: crumbles on top and it's mm. perfect perfect nice. i do like the sound of that <laughs> yes <laughs> so we're gonna move on to some kind of desert island stuff so if you were trying to like islands, that if you had one album that you could choose to listen to for the rest of time whilst you're on that desert island, what would it be? Oh, album. Yeah.
2: I, okay. don't, I know albums <laughs> don't
0: really happen these days because you know yeah, no, yeah. the streaming service, <laughs> st- well now, but we're going to go with an album because you know I'm old.
1: I would say, I'm would say, um, i not sure if you know this artist, to be honest. Go on. I would go with Pop Smoke, Meet the Woo 2. What genre is that? uh hip-hop to be honest okay. hip-hop rap hip-hop rap a little bit fair if you asked if you asked kevin that exact same question i'm not sure if you did but he would have answered almost the exact same fair. i guarantee
0: it because i know i know when i had him on he, we talked about music and i know this he said i think it was you kev O'Neill fisher has got yes a taste of music as well definitely definitely I mean, I can't remember who else it was. There was someone else. Fish, Chris, Chris O'Doy. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Apparently you guys all have the same taste of music. Exactly. So what, what's it like in that dressing room? Do, do you hang out in kind of the groups with the music playing before games or? Well. To the same thing.
1: On game days, on game days, everyone kind of listens to the same thing. But as of right now, we're in our kind of separate locker rooms because of the COVID style uh, layout. Yeah. So we have to kind of be separated, and they separated us into you know knowing who are who our like groups are a little bit, and who okay. are you know our rather like closer friends are. They separated us into there, and uh, so we've just been able to listen to our own music. Honestly, have our own speaker in there.
0: Nice. So how is that going to work on match days? Where obviously we've got some of the games coming back now. Are you still going to be in separate locker rooms? How how is the team I, tops going
1: to work? <laughs> I can't, I cannot tell you, I I would not know. Honestly, I have not heard. (laughs) And in the, uh, in the MLS is back tournament, we all wore masks and we were all separated in the locker room, but I'm not exactly sure how it's going to be because that, that layout was a little bit different because we didn't really have, you know, real locker rooms. It was, you know, everything was super, super quick, super, just trying to get the games in really. Yeah.
0: And did you enjoy your time down in Florida?
1: Definitely. I mean, I think it was a it was a learning experience from the team, and I think uh, it was a learning experience from yeah, it was a learning experience from everyone, to be honest. But I think uh, it was it was good to go down there and you know get some games and get some good practices in, and I think I think we uh, we knocked off some rust, and I think we'll be we'll be good.
0: Yeah. So obviously, we've got the first game coming up in eight days' time. Yes. Yeah. I, I know
1: everyone is, everyone's super pumped about that.
0: Yeah. Looking forward to heading over to Cincy and, uh, bring three points back. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. Right. Having moved away from desert islands. I know we've just kind of sidetracked a little bit, there, <laughs> but, um, if you could only have one food on that desert island, what would that be? Mm, pasta for sure.
1: Yeah. Yes, okay. definitely. Just because super healthy and there's a lot of variations of it. You can you can do a lot with pasta.
0: Yeah, it's true. I know uh, Julian was on the show last week and he said fruit.
1: That's not a that's
0: not a bad that's not a bad choice to be honest. No, it's not a bad shout. That was that was a pretty good one. Yeah. Right. That's the end of the first kind of round of questions. Your next lot, a quick fire question. So I'm I'm going to give you this or that, and I want you to choose fairly quickly. So your first one is Ronaldo or Messi? Messi all day. Yeah. Beating the Red Bulls or winning MLS Cup?
1: Winning MLS Cup.
0: Soccer or football? Football. Yes. Love it. Um, Shut out or clean sheet? clean sheet oh, you, you, you're going up in my spirit using the English terms it's brilliant really clean sheet is an English term That's what, yeah it's when I watch shut it. out shut out it seems to
1: me like I don't even know shut out just doesn't even sound right
0: <laughs> whenever I watch um, sort of the American commentators whenever the Bill Hemmy keeps a clean sheet. They always call it.
1: Yeah, I actually they do say a shutout, honestly. And when they when they put the like the the score up there and like all the stats, they always say shutout. So yeah,
0: I'd, I've never understood. It's a bit of a strange one, but then yeah. to be honest, clean sheet. When you look at it, it's it yeah sounds a bit strange as well. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Dave Johnson or Devin McTavish. Oh. <laughs> both both oh, oh, oh can't
1: pick one out with them <laughs> i can't i can't i think if i would have to
0: i think dave yeah sorry Devin. i'm sorry i'm sorry i still love you <laughs> <laughs> they're both great. i can't wait to hear it, hear them come back.
1: i've missed it yes i've missed them both so much yeah it's it it just
0: seems so weird without
1: it without fans as well without them and without the
0: fans it's just it, it seems very weird yeah, just quickly on that. Obviously you played against the Impacts. What was it like without the fans there? I mean, it's it's completely different.
1: I mean, when you're warming up on the sideline, when you're like, you know, checking in, it's just like it's you don't hear anything, you don't it's it's for me it wasn't as much. I mean, I mean, I usually get, since last year when I was a little bit uh, less experienced, I would get super nervous when I would hear, you know, like big, big crowds, big fans. And so when I stepped up to check in that time, it was just kind of like, I didn't even think of anything because there was, you know, no
0: fans. So that, did that mean your nerves are a little bit more settled then? Yeah, definitely. For sure.
1: That's,
0: yeah, because when you're watching the broadcasts, I don't know whether you watch them yourselves um, or caught the highlights. They had some of the crowd sounds there and then they had the scoreboards. And it was, just, even though they weren't there in person, it was just, yeah, it's just all a bit
1: weird. <laughs> all yeah, Yeah.
0: So we're moving on to teammate questions now. Perfect. So this is where we reveal all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Gotta be careful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, first one who has the worst taste of music
1: the worst taste i know who it is um I think it's actually, it's one of the people, oh, it's the, uh, it's, they always play music in the training room, like the, yeah. uh, like the people that do massages and like the people that tape us and stuff. Okay. And it's, um, Goody is always playing, uh, I'm not sure if you know who that is, Brian Goodstein. Brian Goodstein uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's always playing music, uh, on the speaker and phew, it is shocking. So it's just, it's just a different generation for me, to be honest, <laughs>
0: Can you name any of the artists that he plays? Oh, no way. No way. <laughs> Unrecognizable. <laughs> Amazing. So, again, this is a bit of a controversial one, I think, because, again, the answer from Kevin. So this will reveal whether he's right on this. Who is the biggest joker in the dressing room? Oh, Fish. Okay
1: fish joker 100 percent. yeah what kind of things does he get up to then i mean he's not as much to be honest no one's really you know pulling pranks or doing any of that it's more just he is always the one that's like like playing games or something like shooting shooting the soccer ball and like the where the where the gear is supposed to go like the gear hole He's yeah. like like putting like playing basketball, always blasting music, always like super like high and energetic. And so that kind of just like rubs off on any everyone a little bit.
0: That's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. So, who has the worst fashion sense in the dressing room?
1: Sites, Chris
0: Seitz. Okay. okay. And
1: the only the only reason I say that is cuz he he always goes on uh, he's always trying to make fun of my outfits and, you know, Kevin's <laughs> outfits sometimes because we're a little bit, you know, it's just, like I said earlier, different generations. And he's, I, I always make fun of him. Cause I always say, you know, dad outfits, he's got the most dad outfits ever. <laughs> it's just like gray shorts, socks, some, some slides, and then like uh, a classy t-shirt and a baseball cap. Nice. Uh, I'm not going to argue with that. I I mean, you, you can't, you can't
0: argue with it, but it's just. <laughs> It's just so, a little bit. Sure. <laughs> let me ask you, Eric Sorga. What's his fashion sense like then? A
1: little bit. He's cutting edge for sure. <clears throat> <laughs> I mean, he goes a little bit extreme sometimes, but yeah, he's he's worn a couple outfits that I enjoyed and that oh, I've yeah. I've thought were cool.
2: Yeah? yeah, yeah.
1: I've but he definitely he definitely gets the looks from a lot of people.
0: <laughs> it's. It's got to be the European sense. A hundred percent. It's got to be. It's got to be. So going from worst fashion to worst dance move. Worst dance move. (laughs) Oh, I think, oh, oh, Moses, Moses, Moses for sure. Really?
1: Yes. Moses for sure. Cause uh, I think me, Kevin and uh, you know, that, that kind of whole group is always, you know, dancing and like doing a little, like, and, and he always, we always just make fun of him. Cause when he joins in, it's just super, super funny. <laughs> so I'm going to have to go with him for sure.
0: Fair. So going from, from the worst fashion and the worst dancing to who's the most serious in the dressing room?
1: The most serious, I think, when it comes game day, I think Bill is the most serious, to be honest. I mean, yeah. I say, I say, Hey Bill, like right when I get there, right when he gets there. And then yeah. after that, man, he's locked in. He's got his headphones and yeah. he's, he's getting focused. Cause I mean, that's, I guess that, that works for, you know, you've got other personalities that like to, you know, open up and be super free on game day. Yeah, But I mean, what a, he, it's working for him. So he should just, he should keep doing it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, last teammate question last last question for you what's the most embarrassing thing to have happened in the locker room so far ooh
1: that's a good question honestly let me let me think about that because <laughs> I'm not just going to give you a, a fake answer let me I like that I like, I like the honesty <sighs> there the most embarrassing uh, yeah, I think it was, uh, it was last season when, um, Lucho, Lucho, was on the team Yeah, and he, uh, he took, I, Oh, it was junior. It was definitely junior. He took junior's shoe and we have these like, uh, like in our lockers in the locker room in our like game day lockers, we have basically like a, our own lock that has like a a padlock and a little number that goes with it.
0: Okay. Oh.
1: Put Junior's shoes inside of it and then locked it back up while Junior was in training. And so Junior then it was his like nice shoes. And so everyone leaves Junior goes and like he gets a shower and he goes to change and he's like, oh, like, where are my shoes? Like, and Lucho, Lucho's gone at that point. And so like, luckily I knew the code and I was like, all right, and I just did it real quick.
2: <laughs> amazing
0: hilarious. Amazing. So we've just had a, a few comments whilst we've been chatting away there. Um, so to be honest, they're all kind of work colleagues of mine um, whilst they're watching. So some Tim has come out and just said about your cooking desserts don't tell the coach don't tell ben yes you don't please. want to be eating too many desserts. 100 <laughs> um, percent and then stew has he really wants to know what music is getting played in the training room but obviously in the training if room, yeah if you don't know the artist names from
1: yeah ben, he, i good. mean in the training room it's 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 shocking it's i have no idea what the names are <laughs> what kind of music is it then it's a lot of it's a lot of slow music to be honest it's a lot of like like you know instruments i mean for for me and for you know the group that you named we like the type of music that's you know upbeat like super yeah. like fast and like energetic that you can like dance around to and yeah. it's just kind of the opposite of that
0: <laughs> <laughs> that must be weird yeah. and he's got one more question for you um which is which league in you would you most like to play in and why league i think
1: hmm. it's a super good question I, I, is that like like my dream league or right now at this moment
0: oh let's see if he uh, comes up
1: i'll answer i'll answer both, I'll both. Answer yeah both. let's go with both yeah i'll answer both my dream my dream league would probably be the Premier League, just because as a kid, you know, I've grown up watching that everyone, you know, kind of yeah. dreams of playing in the Premier League, to be honest. Yeah. But right now, I think, I think the, I think Bundesliga, to be honest, I think they do a really good job yeah. developing their young guys from what I can see, at least. So I think, Absolutely. I think they're.
0: Yeah, they, I mean, especially Dortmund as well. They've got some oh, 100%. great youngsters. I, mean, I think they've just signed Jude Bellingham as well.
1: Exactly, yeah. That whole league. And they've got uh, Kai Havertz too, who is phenomenal. Yeah. They, isn't He's
0: on his way Fun. to Chelsea though. Ruben yes, I, I hope. I hope. <laughs> so here's a question for you. Um, just whilst we're talking about leagues and things. apart Obviously, apart from DC, what are the teams do you follow like religiously would you say
1: uh i think right now psg just because they've got i really really love name i love to watch him play and love to watch mbappe play those are two players that i really take a lot of their aspects and i watch a lot of their highlights and all of their film and i like to mimic a lot of you know the type of movements and what they do so i think psg for sure and then chelsea Definitely, just because I've been
0: an all-time Chelsea fan since I was a little kid. Fair. That's a, that's a, quite a few. I know. Generally, in in the states, a lot of people will either follow Chelsea, Arsenal, Spurs. Seems to be yeah. Liverpool. Yeah,
1: Liverpool's. I mean, definitely a big one now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't see. I don't speak to that many like Manchester United fans or Man City fans. Or... No, not really. Not yeah. at all so another question has just come in whilst we're still going andy has just asked and i think we've got the answer for one team anyway which is chelsea which teams do you like watching in the premier league
1: yeah i'd say chelsea um even though arsenal doesn't sometimes get the best results they their their brand of soccer is you know amazing i love to watch their build up and uh their press for sure and also i like to watch uh watford watford i like i love the way uh what's his name uh sar ishmael Sar. yes love him super that super super good watford. super good i've been just because uh i watched him a little bit last season and then i obviously watched him tear apart liverpool <laughs> when they when they won so that was that was great to see yeah. and so since then i've just been a low-key
0: fan of him oh well, there you go that's a nice little bit of random uh information that one exactly well i think we'll leave it at that a nice nice little end to the uh interview Perfect. there so thank you for for coming on um that thank was- you for having me it's been oh, a pleasure it's it's been awesome um just before we head off into the break um uh, because there is a second half to this particular episode <laughs> it's nice to be able to do that um the show sponsors, uh, which is MLS UK show, they just want us to show a little clip from this week's episode. And it's all about the shirt that Henry as worn. So let's just have a quick look at that.
2: Do you know when, um, you might get it, where, I don't know, you're having your
0: hair cut or you're in a taxi and and you just don't want to talk. You can't be bothered. And then the person, the taxi driver or the barber or whoever you're talking to go, have you got anything nice later? Are you doing anything? And you think, well, I could tell you, but then that would involve a conversation. yeah, yeah. I was in that mood, really. So when he said, he went, oh, who's who's this? (laughs) I thought, well, I could say that, well, I'm uh, doing an MLS podcast and they play in Orlando and I want Portland to win. So instead I thought, well, what's what's he going to hear the most? And I just said, oh, it's my mate and it's his stag dude. <laughs> <laughs> See? So this guy in the middle of Manchester obviously do not know who this is. He do not watch MLS. But he thinks that this is my mate and it's what, it's a bachelor party, isn't it, in America? Yeah, yeah. So he thinks that uh, I'm going on Diego Valeri's
2: bachelor party. Who's married with kids, by the way. Yeah, just because I didn't want to get into a conversation.
0: We're back, hopefully working now. And... I think I forgot to unmute myself. Um, so if someone could actually drop a little comment on there, whether you could hear me or not, that would be that would be greatly appreciated. Um, I'm just gonna head into it like I I was on mute. So as you can see over here, um, you've got Sam. Um, yeah.
2: Um, so I guess I'll start with myself. I've been a DC United fan um, since you know 2000. 2000- Five, I think it was. um So you know, the year after we won the last trophy, I haven't been able to experience that. Um, you know, just that so, timing on my part.
0: Are you saying it's all your fault that we haven't won an Amalas Cup then?
2: It, it might be. You know, I've also in all that time and all the away games I've gone to, I've never seen an away victory. Um, okay tie i've never seen us win on the road so yeah i think it's almost to the point where you know the rest of the crew is going to ban me from going <laughs> we're getting a little close um so yeah i grew up in the dc <laughs> so we can get that win <laughs> when we oh, it. So. exactly <laughs> um so yeah that's kind of my history um you know dc united fan um i met uh, the other three people on them on the podcast with uh, Joshua Morgan, John Lee, and Michael Black kind of met them through yeah. it. Um, we've been on road trips together, and in December, I think we were watching some EPL games, and we were like, "Oh, what if what if we started a podcast? You know, we talk about this anyway. What if we just record it? Um, you know, we wanted to come into the the group was something new. There's already a group of pretty cemented DC United podcasts, so we didn't just want to be recreating what someone else did. So we had this idea to do a post-game show. So we would go live after every yeah. game and kind of give you those initial rapid reactions, you know, those really emotional things that you're thinking on your way home. Yeah. Um, and we just figured we'd go live. You know, sometimes people are driving home alone. They just need someone else to celebrate with or commiserate with. So um you know that was the concept we were successfully able to do that twice dc united's been really great they gave us some space actually in audi field for us to go live so we could go into the show pretty immediately um and that was really great and then you know a world pandemic happened (laughs) which derailed us a little bit um we still decided to do weekly shows um where we were talking about you know soccer in general we covered a variety of topics but now that MLS is starting to get back into having some games. We are trying to get back to that initial core concept, and we are able to go live after all the MLS's back games. We're planning on going live for all these season games that are happening, um, and we'll so just kind of get back to what our, to our reg- regularly live scheduled programming was supposed from to be. How
0: do you feel to, during this uh, pandemic, or have they said note to that?
2: yeah so we've been working with them it's a no right now Um, obviously they you know are working with the DC government um, and they're kind of restricting who is allowed in Audi fields Um, it's it's kind of questionable whether or not the games will even be in Audi field at this point Um, you know we've tossed around potentially going out and if they're at Segura doing it there but we don't know if there's really space for us there Um, so for the meantime it it might just continue to be out of one of our apartments but as things start opening up um, and definitely as fans start coming back uh, we are definitely looking to to get back into Audi Field into that space fingers
0: crossed that it does happen Ouch. sooner rather than, but obviously in a safe way um, yeah. so for those who are watching at the moment or listening afterwards if you've not listened to the Tried and True podcast get on it so either subscribe or do both subscribe on YouTube um, and subscribe on your podcaster so you, you've got the opportunity yep. to do either um because sometimes if you're like me over here in the uk it's a little bit late for the post game show
2: <laughs> you're on yeah, a lot of them though you're always yeah so i mean, the last
0: one that was that was just crazy because i think the kickoff for me was because it was a 10 30 kickoff in the evening for you guys so what yep. so five hours after that would be oof three thirty in the morning for me and wow. I was just like, right, okay, I'm going to sleep beforehand. So I got my six hours in just, and then I was like, right, okay, I'm just (laughs) going to get up and be ready for the day. So I just stayed up and obviously tuned in with you guys. We had a a nice little bit of banter on on the chat.
2: Yeah, we love it. Yeah, we um, are on YouTube Live, and then we're also on Periscope. And that's what we love is when people are chatting with us. Because, um, again, we want those raw emotions. We want to hear kind of what everyone has to yeah. say. So we, we love it when you chime yeah. in.
0: And hopefully, I mean, the games that are coming up, so we need to talk about those. Because we've got uh, yep. Phase 1, is what they've called us. Um, hopefully, I'll get yep. to tune into some of the post-game shows. But depending on what I'm doing the next day, if I'm at work, I might not. Yeah, they're
2: fairly... Yeah, that's going (laughs) to be...
0: It's seven or half seven, the kickoffs. Um, So the first one is against Cincinnati away, and that is at 7.30, so that's going to be 12.30 a.m. over here in the UK. We follow that up with a home game against New England Revolution um, on the 25th Mm -hmm. of August. That's a 7 p.m. kickoff Eastern time, so that's going to be midnight here. So that might not be too bad. (laughs) And then we've got Philly Union away, And that is on the 29th of August, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Then we follow that up with a road trip to um, New Jersey Metro Stars. And that is, again, that's a 7.30 kickoff Eastern time. Then we've got two home games on the bounce. We've got um, NYCFC, who don't seem to know how to play in their own stadium right now which yeah. we've got to talk about that in a second because that's just disgraceful.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, followed up by, again, the Metro Stars again on the 12th of September. So, firstly, we've got Cincinnati. How how have they improved so much? Because they've had, had the worst season ever. <laughs> and now they've suddenly got to knockouts in the MLS's back tournament. And it's like, where did that come from?
2: Yeah, I know. For for all of these games, really, for all of MLS, it, it's hard to make predictions about what you think is going to happen because it, it. There have been no rules since play has resumed. You know, like none of none of the traditionally good teams made it super far in the tournament. Um, I mean, you, you look at run. Um, yeah, it's wild. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing, but I mean, also, I think a lot of DC United fans, you know, we can't take it for granted that Cincinnati is going to be an easy team because we had that awful, awful game against them oh, last season. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did have a good
0: game against them.
2: Yeah, I know. I can- though, because
0: I think we won four-one in that tie. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. That was it. That was just that was about this time last year. So it's yeah. it's a tricky one because obviously we've had a bit of a to put it nicely a bit of a shocker at the tournament and we want to we've got to want to right those wrongs surely
2: oh definitely
0: i just can't see us not coming out fighting let's put it that way
2: i think yeah i think that's kind of the mentality of this team is and when you when you talk to the players you know we've both been able to do a lot of player interviews i think that's what their focus is, that they really want to come out fighting. And, you know, even across articles about, you know, what to expect from these yep. teams, um, you know, everyone always says, D.C. United, like, we still have a strong back line. We still have, you know, a team that's that's relatively hard to score against. We saw that a little less in the tournament. But those were also, like, pretty shaky moments for a lot of most of those games. You know, we were also doing pretty well. so. I mean, again, it's just hard to make predictions. It's really up in the air. I think we avoided a lot of the harder East Coast teams yeah. um, in this little run. Um, not to say that they're going to be easy. Obviously, Philly made it pretty far. Um, they've been a team that's been really up and coming for a little while now, so that is not going to be an easy game by any means. But, I mean, New Jersey is traditionally thought of as a really good team in the East, and they didn't make it far in the tournament no. at all. So
0: it's, It is. Just, that tournament was just... Incredibly random. And I think partly down to the fact that there was such a big gap between those initial two games. And then it's kind of, that was, to me, that's more like a pre-season tournament where you look at things, the, the traditional summer tournaments, the International Champions Cup and things like that. Nothing, you can't really take that much from it. And and the fact that Orlando were runners-up, you can't take much from that, really. Come on.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting. Can you even consider that form going into these Mm -hmm. next games, right? Because you're basically starting over again. You know, it's not as big of a gap, but it's still very different. We're playing in markets, so it's going to be a little bit of the familiarity of playing in these stadiums that all these players know so well, but it's also going to be without fans. So there's still going to be a little bit of a learning curve. And who really knows what's going to
0: shave up Yeah, the it's. I'm looking forward to it because after watching Bundesliga, EPL, and weirdly I started watching the J League over from Japan. I was that de-
2: <laughs> desperate for
0: football. Uh, it's going to be nice to have MLS back uh, again, um, but back in yeah. the actual stadiums because yeah. that's the one thing I thought was very bizarre was the fact that it was at the ESPN Wide World of Sports where there was there was no stands. It felt like you were just playing on training pitches. It got to the point, I think there was two games happening at once. And I'm sure it was our game. Yeah. And then you had Colorado Rapids playing on the pitch next to it. And you could hear the referee from that game over on ours. And it was just like, <laughs> this is just too confusing. So... It's gonna it be was, nice to nice to be back in our own stadium.
2: I agree, but I think that it's hard to compare. Kind of when you look at the EPL, you know, everyone was able to just return right back into their stadiums. So the league was able to do the same thing, but I just don't know if that was realistic at that point when MLS is back. Was you know starting? There's some debate about whether or not it's re- really realistic yeah. now. You know, we've seen. Some of the other sports leagues in America have had trouble returning to markets. Um, so hopefully, hopefully we're somehow able to swerve that, and all the players are able to stay healthy. But um, yeah, look,
0: look at the, yeah, the whole tournament. Yes, there was the initial issues at the very beginning with Dallas and Nashville. But gotta give credit where credit's due; they kept the cases to a bare minimum in that bubble
2: the yeah. bubble works
0: yeah so hopefully they'll take some learnings from that and i've applied those already where you it's the same day travel which is going to be mm-hmm. tiring on the players that's
2: yeah and it's Going to the game, but then also coming back after having played a full real competitive soccer game then having to sit on a bus after that, you know, usually they're stretching and in the ice baths and they have their little cool down routines. But um, I'm sure like their medical teams and their physio teams are going to come up with some interesting things for them to do oh, on the absolutely.
0: bus. I think I think we'll be seeing some big buses being driven around town. No. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> so speaking of stadiums we and i mentioned it briefly whilst we were talking about the fixtures we're going to talk about new york City FC, haven't we and the fact that they're not playing in their own stadium again they're having to play at the um the red bull arena that
2: mm-hmm. which is official yeah. right
0: yes yeah, so i think it's how many is it four teams in total they're going to be playing there I think, from what I remember seeing. Like, you've got NYCFC. I think you've got Toronto playing there. Oh, that's... Yeah. And then,
2: and then you've
0: then, obviously got Red Bulls as well. It's just that... I can't remember who the, who the other team is, their, but... Like, the,
2: the, their, their second team, their USL team, that is there.
0: Yeah, because uh, Loudon were there last night, weren't they? And yeah, they were. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yes, they did. Which is great.
0: Speaking of Loudon, yeah. just a quick mention to Two Loud Adams, which is a brand new podcast. Um, they're all about Loudon, and I just said that I'd give them a little shout out on the show. So, hello to the Two Loud Adams. Nice. Um, yeah, I just got, And then when they mentioned about the the Concacaf Champions League and to play at the Red Bull Arena, I just all I can do is just shake my head and just think it's bad for an NYCFC fan right now. They've, they've got.
2: It is. They're They're uh, a stadium
0: of their own. Still at the Yankee Stadium,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which is, what, five years down the line now? Mm-hmm. And surely that what part of them coming into Major League Soccer must have been they should have had a soccer-specific stadium. Yeah, that's
2: the standard now.
0: It's bizarre. Um, so another thing that's new for this season, obviously it's been... A season of new things and weird and wonderful things. The playoffs last year we had fourteen teams qualify, which at that point for me I thought that was far too much. This it year, is. eighteen teams. <laughs> yeah. So only eight teams miss out on the playoffs. So four from each conference. And it's it's kind it's. it's the thing I can kind of compare it to is the Scottish Premier League and as one of the guys who I know Andy who plays football manager recently took on playing as Anderlecht the Belgian league does a similar sort of thing where they split off into another league and you must think if you are in that bottom four that must be the equivalent of being relegated yeah I mean as a Leeds fan you're going to know what that means next season (laughs)
2: hey that's so great
0: i had to to throw that
2: one in there uh we're staying but yeah
0: um your thoughts on having 18 teams in the in the playoffs
2: i i don't really understand what the the thought process is behind it you know i understand having you know slower games more spread out you know you're you're getting these athletes back up to game speed. Um, I kind of understand that. It made a little bit of sense in the MLS's back tournament, just the way they kind of had the bracket layout. But I don't understand why you would change the postseason because there's there's no real reason to. Like, you just, I guess, want more games, I guess, because they're, you know, single, I don't yeah. know.
0: It's just, so we've got only a total of 23 games in the regular season. So that's quite a massive decrease compared to the normal season which at the moment is only 34 games Mm -hmm. so they are they trying to make up for that and how is it going to work with nine teams from each league each conference
2: well I think they're going to have because there are 14 teams in the east and then 12 in the west because they moved Nashville back over did
0: they? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah.
2: So then there are going to be more teams from the East qualifying, which, again, it's like, well, why do you have to make it the most complicated situation? Because it's hard enough for, like, <laughs> hardcore MLS fans to follow. So if you're trying to bring the casual fan in and they're like, oh, I live in Nashville, what does that mean <laughs> for me? Like, no one really knows. So <laughs> you're not helping yourself broaden your fan base at all. Um, but, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be a pretty uneven – playoff which I mean that part will be very interesting because traditionally the west is is pretty dominant in this league yeah. um, they always really have the powerhouse teams so it'll be interesting to see first of all how they kind of match up obviously east, eastern teams are going to have to play each other but does that mean that you potentially have a final with two east coast teams but what does that mean right I mean the, the possibility yeah. is oh, there no,
0: I certainly wouldn't put it past it it's major league soccer likes to make <laughs> yeah. it bizarre they have some coming from an outsider some some bizarre rules some weird rules and i'm not even going to get into the salary cup and the salary regulations and things (laughs) like that because that's just that's another show entirely but so going back to our next game against cincinnati um i was reading up online um Kendall uh, Waston has come out and said that they're eager to get these three points against against us. Um, Honestly, can you even make a prediction?
2: (laughs) No. No. (laughs) I think it'll be interesting. I think that we're probably, at least from the DC United side, I think we're going to see a very similar lineup and game plan to what we saw in the MLS's back tournament. I think it's gonna be a lot of sit back defending. Um I know that there were a lot of shouts, both from fans and media, that um people wanted to see so much more of iguain So he's gotten a lot of time to get match fit, because that's kind of what Ben was saying in those post games was that, you know, he wasn't he wasn't quite there yet. And he Ben was just using everyone to what their capacity was. So now that he's had the time to train, hopefully he's getting there because he brought such a spark and such a creativity and a life. And as did, you know, Kevin Paredes. They both came on and like the whole field kind of lit up a little bit because they really came on like they had something
0: really to prove. Did. Kevin was fantastic, I thought. And and I have said it to him and I've said it on a previous episode. I had people messaging me who were fans of other teams, saying how good he was, and that's yeah. fantastic to hear. That there's someone from our team, a young starlet, being talked about already, and he's made he made three was it three appearances in the end, and the played in each of the group games. Yeah, he- so <laughs> it'd be good to see him getting his first start, and. Yeah. I think- we need Higuain playing every single game because he likes to seem he seems to like to score goals.
2: Yeah. I mean, we also need who we thought were big going to be our big name players to step up. Like Russell did not have a very good no. tournament. Obviously, uh Junior Marino was, you know, sent off in that first game, but that was a, a really rough 40 minutes that he ended up playing, 35 minutes he ended up playing, he didn't look good, you know, in that time. So I think we we need to see our big name players also stepping up. I don't know why some of their games were off, you know, obviously, being down in Orlando, being away from their family, you know, I'm, I'm sure it was hard. It was hard on everybody. Who's in the tournament so hopefully you know coming back and getting a little bit more to what the routine of being a professional soccer player is they're going to be able to get back in there and we really come the whole team comes back out with the fire and the desire Definitely.
0: to win um if you're watching and you've got any comments about what we're talking about feel free to hit them up in the chat i'll go through them um i there's been comments about a little technical issues i mean andy thanks for saying i was moving even slower than usual cheers for that you idiot um, sound sound is good though which is always nice to hear pun intended yep. um, so right what was, what was I going to mention about next so going forward there's been a couple of transfer rumours recently um, yep. and it looks like we're about to complete a trade at imminent for Axel Scholberg from Columbus crew and going in the opposite direction is Emmanuel Boateng Defender for a winger. I know yeah. I've spoken about it, and I think you guys have spoken about it on your show. We need to bolster that back line, don't we?
2: We do, but we also need to bolster our front line. So, You know, there are pros and cons to this trade. Um, obviously, you know, uh, Fred and Steven, they're a great pairing, um, but I think that when – you know, Bryant came into the team. Everyone was like, "He's not getting any younger," and that was several <laughs> seasons ago. So I think that he he is kind of nearing his expiration date. He's still, you know, tearing it up on the field. Yep. Last season, he was basically the key of the team. So I'm not I'm not counting him out right now by any means. I'm just saying that we we do need some backups in that back line. I'd love to see Donovan yep. Pines in, but he is pretty injury prone as well. So. Mm-hmm he needs to get on a pretty good run of not being injured before I feel really confident that he is a solid um, backup Mm. for us. But again, at the same time, I think there are a lot of questions about why Boateng didn't play, because I don't think he was injured.
0: Um, I think he he did pick up an injury, um, which is why he didn't play in all the games. But just going back to Breon, he's our top scorer.
2: He is, (laughs) that
0: that, That's not a good thing. it's but not <laughs> when you look at it the way I'm looking at it is the fact that we're trading Boateng means that Ben's going to have a bit more faith in the likes of Kevin that's
2: that's a solid way to look at it I like
0: there's, that there's you know, look at Boateng he only made three appearances, yep. the three appearances last season so yeah. he was only a bit part player at best uh,
2: I think that wanted to see more of him, though. So it's interesting to see, You know, there's obviously something else going on either in the locker room or on the training ground that he's really just not gelling with what Ben wants to see because he, he could be such a solid offensive option, and that's really what we need on this team. Um, so obviously he's just not bringing it in the way that the coaching staff wants to see. I think someone else you had listed, though, um, Charlie Kelman yes. is – Potentially an um, offensive option that we're going to be That's bringing in—an
0: in. interesting one to look at because I shared, um his debut goal, and with a couple of mates of mine, just just it was just so random and so left field. This rumor coming out because he currently plays for South End United in League One over here in England, so mm-hmm. the level's not that high. But yeah, on his debut, he scored from his own half.
2: Uh, yeah i read about that okay (laughs) that's what we need (laughs) if
0: you do that on a regular basis i will take it but for a forward uh you scored seven goals in 19 appearances last season in all competitions which isn't too bad of a return rate but that's in league one remember
2: yeah he also scored, though, didn't I see? He's had um, just a few U, um, U.S. youth team yes. appearances. And I think he scored against Kansas City, right, in, in the scrimmage. I think I was reading that was his youth goal, was against wow. Kansas City. So he does have oh, that okay. experience scoring against some of the last teams. Thank you, Wikipedia. So, yeah. You know, maybe bring him in. Again, it sounds like he's really a kid that's, that's going to have something to prove. He's, I think, 18, right? So maybe he can come in and really shake things up with, with Kevin and we'll see hopefully Griffin on the team, on the field yeah, a little absolutely.
0: more. It'd be. I like the fact that we're going after youth in the attacking line yeah, and we've gone for some experience in the back line because I think that's the kind of balance that we need right now. So, mm-hmm. and John has um, just come back with a little couple of comments for you Sam uh, did you just reference Fred's yes. expiration date
2: right <laughs> <Great comment. laughs>
0: and he also need more minutes for, for Donovan
2: yeah I, I mean I'd like to see him consistently yeah. healthy I think he had I mean he, he we had it we saw him kind of on that rise and then he got injured should have so.
0: had that goal against Minnesota
2: heartbreaking we actually talked to him on our last show we talked to him a little bit about that goal um and it, it was just great to hear him describe it you know I I, I specifically remember the goal because he ran over the coaching staff to celebrate and he thought that was the sweetest thing and then he shared on the show that he had told the coaching one of the coaches that he would do that somebody said you know I really think you're gonna score today and he was like yeah okay if I do I'll come celebrate with you and then he did in all of our hearts I think that goal stands it was it was kind of a nonsense. Goal, a reason that they called it back.
0: That um, went to VAR as well, didn't it? If I remember rightly, it did.
2: Yeah, and it was like, I think it was a foul on Fred or something like that. It, it wasn't anything that Donovan had even done. It was a foul. <laughs> I want to say it was on Briant that took the goal back. So it's
0: just, oh, yeah, I do agree. Donovan does need more minutes because to prove his fitness, he needs those minutes. So exactly, yeah. If we've brought in if we're about to bring in this center back in, would it be worth for Donovan to get some minutes with Loudon?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it's always worth getting minutes with Loudon. Um, They, I mean, obviously got that win yesterday, as we mentioned, but you know, that's always just good, good experience for them. We're seeing that's where a lot of our young kids are coming through. And Donovan has spent a lot of time there. So um, if he does kind of drop back down and kind of float in between, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad about it. I think I'd rather people, I'd rather see these players play than yeah. sit on the bench. You know, if they're sitting on the bench for a couple games in anticipation of playing this season, then I'd, I'd love to see that. But if they're just kind of sitting on the bench and they're probably not going to play this season, I'd rather see them get oh, those absolutely. minutes.
0: There was one uh, sort of little transfer rumor that came out, which came out from Goff um, over on Twitter. Apparently, we've been linked with a defender from the English Championship and Another attacker is on the radar, so whether that is Charlie Kelman, um, which, <laughs> just for you viewers out there who haven't seen this rumour, is going to sign for Swansea City and then be loaned out to us. Um, and, obviously, Swansea City are on by Jason and the, and the board who own us as well. So, making use of the affiliation there, um, which I think... I'm surprised we've not tapped into a bit more often.
2: Yeah, I think everyone was really excited when that first came out and they really wanted to see a lot more kind of players moving back and forth. Um, we haven't seen it, but if, I mean, if this is the start, if we're going to bring a young attacking player, then I'm not that mad about it.
0: Is, yeah, the only downside to me with these things is they're normally just loaned. So you only normally get them for a season. And if they do really well, you lose them. Yeah. take it back, yeah. Yeah. Um, In other news, today, St. Louis City SC, who are the 1,055th team in MLS, um, (laughs) revealed their name, which is St. Louis City SC, and their crest as well, and the the team colours. Have you seen that, Sam? I
2: haven't. No. What are the colours? Pink and
0: blue. Um, Okay. Let me just... I've got to get the... uh, the description up because they described like i don't don't know what it is about major league soccer teams but they always talk about the reasons behind the badge and the design of the badge which is kind of nice to see um i'm going to see if i can get it up on
2: it's interesting but i think a lot of fans kind of tease fun at it because some of them some of the reasons seem a little bit silly sometimes so a lot of kind of lower teams have come out with spoof reasons for their bad (laughs) things like you know we put it in a circle because that was the shape that looked best or whatever there have been some funny jokes and memes to come out of it
0: so bear with me folks whilst i just get it up on here oh it's not even on the mls app well that's not good I'm sure i saw it on there yeah. earlier but yeah it's the the crest itself so the badge has got the two it's got mm-hmm. two rivers in there um which are just lines the gateway arch yeah saint louis and then okay. city in big big letters and then sc on there which they have said there's two meanings for sc Soccer, okay
2: court, and mm-hmm. soccer capital Okay,
0: which is a bit str- strange.
2: I mean, it's there. Are, there are a lot of, I think, a lot more national team players and a lot more kind of players who are playing throughout the world who have have come from there than I think people yeah. realize. So I see it a little bit. That's also a little contentious that they're claiming that. I think other other cities are definitely going to have something to I, say about it. I
0: would have thought it would have been instead of soccer capital soccer city. That would have
2: yeah. Makes a little bit right. more sense. So, a little
0: less Yeah. So, badge, yeah. so I'm just going to show it up onto the camera. That's it. Okay.
2: That's interesting. It's simple. I like it. It's not yeah. doing too much. It's. Um, You're like, yeah,
0: it's not it's doing it. start, too much. That, that's, my <laughs> pro- that's my problem with it. Because you look at the history of MLS and the teams and the team names. There've been some wild team names like San Jose Clash or Tampa Bay Mutiny, mm-hmm. and then you look at the the badges and the kits and things like that, and the the creativity was was amazing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When I looked at the creation of the badge and what they described it as, that badge took twenty people to design.
2: That's yeah. a little much.
0: <laughs> i mean not to not to bash on them or anything like that
2: i mean i it, it could have been worse I, like yeah, i'm not mad I'm, with it
0: <laughs> you're right you're not i'm not mad at it but yeah i don't love it
2: yeah which is fair i think the name is something else entirely in it
0: yeah i was expecting something a bit more than just saint louis SC. i think it's
2: well, I think Charlotte the same thing. Atlanta too. Like Atlanta, I feel like was the first one that they were like asking fans to submit yeah. names, and you know there were options out there, and then they went with United, which is a little bit of a shame. Yeah, I think you're right. We have such a, such a history of crazy soccer names, and now these these new clubs that are coming in are just City FC, City SC. <laughs> so it's, it's sad it to is.
0: see. I think we need to see something. T- t- one th- team that I have liked who are going to be new for next season, Austin. I know it's a boring name, Austin FC, but I like the badge. It's a bit different. And I like the team colors of black and green. And they've got Martin yeah. Conway as well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they also tried to steal Columbus, though, so it'll be interesting to see them come in. And if that's going to be a rivalry right off the bat, I wonder if MLS is really going to play that up or if they're just kind of kind of hush it up because everyone was so mad about that to begin with. Um, yeah, that's
0: going to be a, an awesome yeah. rivalry week, that one.
2: Especially because you already have Houston-Dallas, who are obviously the two Texas teams. Obviously, they're going to try to create a little triangle there with Austin, as probably they should because they're all in the same state. But that just gives Austin something like unique for the start of their year. Um, and it, it makes a little bit more sense than some of these crazy rivalries that MLS tries to come I mean, up with. The
0: one that they tried to force on us with DC and Philly. Yeah. Yep
2: Everyone's like We're not Sorry. mad at you guys you, you,
0: You're okay Philly We're, we're mad at these yeah. um, <laughs> Fake Metro star people Yeah, this, this New
2: Jersey you team over the here one,
0: The New York wannabes They
2: can't even play Exactly They don't What's that
0: about? It's a New Jersey team I well, know Right uh, Big news as well um, From another team but big news for the league as well. Into Miami have finally signed a big, big player. Blaze Matweene mm-hmm. is signed, but not on a DP contract. They've decided to probably, I imagine, throw all their time at him.
2: Yeah.
0: And to buy down that contract so they can have another DP, which is going to be interesting to see who they bring in. But what do you make of that signing for the one? for them, two for the league, and then three, whenever we actually get to play them again, how that's going to differ in terms of the tactics and how we approach that game.
2: Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I mean, it's it's basically a year too late, right, in the fans' eyes. I think Miami came in saying that they were going to sign all these big names, they were going to be the star-studded team, you know, that's traditionally thought of as being LA Galaxy and now LA um, FC a little bit. So I think Miami came in saying they were going to do all these things and then they they didn't. I think Nashville made some of the more interesting signings over Miami. so. Um, you know, the fact that they didn't just give him that DP contract kind of makes it seem like they have something else up their sleeve, but we haven't seen them have anything up their sleeve recently. So I don't, I don't really know. It's 2020. I don't know what to make of what's happening <laughs> nonetheless with the shock. <laughs> oh,
0: oh, they've been the surprise of the season, even though well, we've only had five games. The fact that they've yet to win one. Yeah, it's. It's not looking good for for them so far and they've they've got this big name coach they've got they've got Pizarro, they've now signed Matweedy, they've advertised themselves as this kind of South American style football, but yep. when you look at them on the pitch and you look at their their jerseys, which are s- satin pink yeah it's it's all been a bit disappointing for them
2: yeah which is interesting to me that you know now there's another team with pink in the league because i everyone wanted miami to come out in these hot pink jerseys and they didn't um so they potentially lost that opportunity but i mean who even knows when the next time we're going to play them is hopefully they will have made that other big signing and we we'll have made a couple signings you know, in that time. So I can't even begin to think about what the tactics of that would be because I, I hope that at least DC United is a very different team, at least in form. I mean, they've, they've been our own so far, but I hope that we are kind of on the up. But I mean, maybe we'll see them in postseason. Maybe they'll have to wait till next season, but there's kind of so much time either no, way.
0: Absolutely. it's. I, I, want, I want to ask about predictions, but it's just it's not worth it, is it? (laughs) It's really, it's really not worth it because it's, one, we don't know what the phase two of this return to MLS is going to be. We've only got the next six games. Hopefully, we'll come out with six wins. That would be amazing. But, we've got to be realistic. The way our form is and the way other teams are playing at the moment, they're playing a bit better than us. I think we should get two wins against the Red Bulls because they've been really, really bad so far. That's it. Yeah. NYCFC have not performed well either. They were lucky to qualify out of the group stages. Yeah. And then Philly Union, I think it's going to be the one we might, like, I think last season we got a bit torn apart by them and I think that might happen again.
2: I mean, they also had a really good run on this tournament. Is that going to transfer back? Um, we'll see. But I think Philly is definitely the hardest team. My, my hope for D.C. United is that we look at this as a really fresh slate, yeah. right? We don't have to work about these crazy tournament rules. Yes, those games all mattered, but I hope that we just put them all behind us and we say, this is it now. We get to come back home. We get to come back to these stadiums we know, and we're really just going to get our minds right and really be a power team because we can like we've for the past several years have had so many really good names we've always had a good team for whatever reason we just don't see it translated into that offensive power that we think that it could be um obviously this year you know paul going down really hurt that that was really unfortunate but back running and training i think i I've seen him with a soccer ball. He's at least doing a lot of, like, really heavy motion workouts, which is yeah, great. Yeah, he's so. actually
0: um, an Insta story. I think, I think it was either today or it might have been yesterday. He was kicking uh, soccer balls.
2: Yeah, so I think so. we'll see. I'd love to see him <laughs> make a we'll return
0: this season. I just don't want him yeah. to return too early and then just kill his career because that – That kind of injury can properly ruin your career if you don't look after it in the right manner. Oh, definitely. Fingers crossed he makes a return.
2: Um, Yeah. But
0: again, only if he's fully fit.
2: Yeah, but in the meantime, I'd just love to see us come out to give these young kids a try and to just see what type of creativity they can bring um, into that offensive and then, again, just showing up that defensive line because I enjoy that we're a team that doesn't get scoring on a whole lot right but i'd also love to see us put at least
0: a few in the back of the net. and i think that's it for news wise let me just double check just to make sure da, 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 da. yeah that, that's it for news wise so that's it for for the episode really um great to see some chat happening over in on youtube there that was that's been great uh josh morgan Made, make, makes a late, late comment um, saying that he's worried about players going in between squads during COVID. That's a fair comment. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh,
2: I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think, again,
0: from what I've seen about this trade that we're going to be doing with Columbus is the fact that he's n- not going to be able to play in the next game against Cincy because I think he's
2: mm-hmm.
0: going, in, going to be gone into um, quarantine and then he'll be yeah. available for the game against New England Revs.
2: I mean, well, he'd be, he wouldn't have trained with us, bottle, yeah. though, uh, right? So we him. Even, so, uh, even a little bit might late. be
0: too soon for him. So, yeah. We'll see what happens, really. The the trade's still got to go through. So, you know. Yeah. We'll see what happens. That's
2: a fair That also makes me think about, you know, we chatted about Donovan Pines potentially going back yeah. down to Loudon, but I think. At the Loudon DC United little pipeline that they have is probably also stalled right now. Um, they mentioned it in the Loudon game yesterday that you, there a lot of the big-name Loudon players are with DC United right now, and I think that's probably where they're going to stay for the rest of the season. Yeah, because
0: normally you'd have uh, Moses, you'd have Kevin, Griffin would probably be at the Loud in the Loudon squad as well. So,
2: And they can usually float back and forth. They can play some yeah. Loudon games, they can come up and sell for DC United, maybe get some minutes, but... We're probably not going to see yeah. that
0: this season fingers crossed we'll get back to some normality at some point but yep yes <laughs> we'll see what happens um, so yeah let's wrap it up um, so thank you for coming on uh, Sam I know uh, I only asked you was it yesterday I asked or was it today
2: so I think it was I, yesterday i yeah, losing track yesterday. of
0: time it's <laughs> just bizarre um, yeah but Yeah. thank you for coming Oh, oh just before we wrap up John sneaks in with a comment
2: okay uh Benny I (laughs) know this is
0: the the problem doing live uh (laughs) Benny needs to implement a system and stick with it for the remainder of the season and the system can't be Benny ball
2: good luck telling Ben that
0: yep (laughs) I mean we've got we've got a good roster I want to say that the roster is good enough to be able to do something because you, you've got Bill and Goal you've got Fisher and uh, and Chris at right back haven't you you've mm-hmm. then got Briant, Bernbaum Pines and potentially Axel Schoberg then you've got Mora and who else plays at left back I think that's probably the one place we need to get Cooper <laughs> at then um, yeah you got Moreno, you've got Knauss, you've got Felipe, Felipe, Assad, Segura, Saga, Higuain, Kevin, Moses, Griffin.
2: Guys, nice, yeah.
0: So there's plenty of good players in there. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs>
0: whether it is a new system, whether it is it confidence, whether it's the fact that Ben needs to maybe use a few more substitutions earlier in the games
2: which he's been doing a little bit more of i was getting ready to say you know ben coaches he coaches the type of style that he played and he's been doing it for years and years so he's not one to even in the middle of a game he's not one to really make adjustments um he just kind of trusts his players to to grind it out which is the type of player he was but he has been making some substitutions earlier so that we will we're seeing a trend in the right direction yeah. we'll and
0: see got the ability to use five subs now so yeah granted you can only have three stoppages yes, then st- but you know mm-hmm. I mean I think was it the game against Montreal where he brought Gressel off after 50 minutes which I thought was a bit strange because it was only five minutes after half time but that just shows yeah. the fact that he's willing mm-hmm. to actually make that change well quickly yeah
2: which is good
0: and it's nice to see that's uh cool if there's going to be no more comments now please (laughs) don't normally say that please no more comments now um so let's wrap it up so again yes sam thank you for going on it's been a pleasure to have you on representing tried and true um can you let the viewers as well as the listeners know where they can find you and your podcast
2: yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I was so excited to come on and chat with you about soccer. It's been too long since we've been able to see each other, so I appreciate it. Um, personally, <laughs> you can find me at sammykaz93, that's S-A-M-M-Y-K-A-S-9-3 on uh, Twitter and Instagram, and then you can um, find my podcast, Tried and True, that I do with three other uh, guys here in D.C. You can find Tried and true DCU um, on basically Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Um, you can look for us on all your pod with pod catchers. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we go live after every DC United game. We go live on YouTube and Paris Group on Twitter. And then we record the shows and we put them out on podcasts afterwards. We appreciate you all giving us a listen. Also, the like chatting with us both between games and after games. We really appreciate that. Um, we appreciate James coming on. We appreciate all the lessons we get. So thanks
0: so much. And for me, if you're not following me on Twitter, it's at DC United Kingdom. Somehow you managed to find the show without doing following me on Twitter because that's where I normally post a lot of stuff but there is facebook and instagram as well Um, but that is at dc night kingdom fc and you've obviously got here on youtube so if you haven't already click that subscribe button and the little bell give you reminders about when we go live and do more of these because there's going to be more of the getting to know you bit which was obviously in the first half of the show so hopefully we'll have another one next week which would be awesome and if you want to become a dc uk member as well um head over to dcnightkingdom.com forward slash membership. You'll see the links in the description. um, If I haven't put them in there already, I will do soon. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, So until next time, VAMOS United.